What's up? This is Ian Sork, the Thoughts Podcast. I'm joined by Zan Paperno, James Tringali. Can we get the accent on the last name? Do you want to do that part? Paperno. Paperno. Okay, there we go. So now I know. There's got to be some flavor to it. Absolutely. Spicy. Fantasy is approaching quick. Wanted to do a quick kind of analysis of how, well, one, we're going to approach our team. We're in a league. And the three of us are, are going to be taking part in a draft. We don't know where we're going to be at in the draft order, but we're also all in a league going against each other. So want to discuss overall strategy, the top of the draft. And then arguably James was saying that the most important part of your draft is the end. So I'd like to hear that's more, not arguable. more about that. Um, I mean, it could be. Maybe not a good one, but it could be arguable. I'm pretty you, sure. If no, you, you can make that argument. So. Me and Azan will go against you. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start thinking right now. <laughs> How do you defend How you that? that? <laughs> How do you I'm actually not no, ready no, no. to make that argument. <laughs> so. that's, that's why it will be fun. No, just throw, it's, just all throw it's, stuff at the wall. I'm good. We'll hold it. We'll table that for next time. <laughs> you like to argue. Not why I'm giving what I'm you time. About. You have 15 minutes while you're talking about other minutes. stuff to try to prepare. <laughs> all right. We'll get there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Top of the draft. Um, in your in your opinion, running back or receiver first? Uh, or is it just best available? Why don't we Why don't we talk about dip- where your starting point is? So, so twelve team PPR, Correct. just to set the parameters. I like that. Uh, and then, yes, it a hundred percent matters on your draft slot. If we're just going purely who should go off the board first, you look at any of these guys. The first four to eight picks are running back. Yeah, because this whole process should be a search for value and the top running backs far outweigh the mid and and the second, third tier running backs. That's why you go running back first. It's not because they get the most points. Correct. So that's my opinion. I think one of the reasons why that is just to add a little color and context is. There seems to be a shift in the league, especially if you don't have a bell cow back, to you know go running back by committee, right? So I think if you look at the four or five best running backs in, 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 in the league and why they're so valuable is they're some of the few running backs who actually get most of the carries on their team. I feel like a lot of teams now have either quarterbacks that's, that can scramble and then a committee of running backs, which makes it very difficult really to, uh, you know, to see value. If that makes sense. Absolutely. If you guys had to have one running back, whether it's your first, your one running back you'd have, you'd like. So if you have the number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah, say it like that. Is it I mean, the, the popular Barkley. ones right now are Barkley, McCaffrey, and Kamara. With, with do you have a preference out of, out of the top three, out of those three? I do. Go ahead. So if it's a PPR, if it's a one-point PPR league, I think you got to go McCaffrey out of the three because – a couple of reasons. Number one, look at the Panthers' offense, right? Like, Cam's, you know, iffy in terms of health. He got hurt yesterday preseason against the Patriots. He, he's never been, you know, the healthiest of healthy. So I don't know if he's going to be scrambling a lot this year. And he's not the greatest pocket passer. So what he's going to be doing a lot is either handing it off, and McCaffrey's proven last year that he can he can be a bell cow back. He doesn't only have to catch on the backfield. He's not only a third uh, a third down back. He can actually run through a line of scrimmage. 
And he's one of the best pass. He's probably the best pass catching running back in the league. So, Maybe outside of Alvin Kamara, but yeah. But, uh, but my, my, yeah. my point was more you, you, with Alvin Kamara, you have other running backs as well. You have, uh, you know, you, he, he doesn't always get the goal line carries, whereas McCaffrey's going to get everything. And to my point about situation, he's in the perfect situation to have an incredible production year. Again, with injury, you can't predict what will happen, but in terms of if all of them stay healthy, McCaffrey's my number one pick. Norv Turner is their offensive coordinator. This is a first year for him. That's what makes me nervous. He he likes the play action game, which usually lends itself. But and that's and that's that's based off of you know having somewhat of a running game. Football play calling can go fourteen different ways. Um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these guys. They were both really good last year. I mean, I think, and this is another argument to why the the later rounds matter is these top guys can, I mean, they can get hurt. They're they're used yeah. more than anybody else, so you got to have backup plans and contingency plans. Um, I don't I don't really have a good ready made argument against McCaffrey because I mean I fully expect him to have a phenomenal year, but Saquon. The Giants, New York, the owners involved, like they, they love having their star. I just I just can't see him getting any less than what he got last year. And I mean McCaffrey and Saquon are pretty similar last year. It's so. not super I'm actually super interested. eloquent here, but it's just I mean, like he's all they have. Agreed. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I'm interested in Alvin Kamara, actually, because New Orleans is actually running the ball more and more as Drew Brees gets older, and he's extremely efficient out of the passing game. He's a tough cover for an outside linebacker. He's an impossible and, cover for an outside linebacker. And the, the Saints go to him on early downs and often. And Sean Payton's a really good play caller, so he can get very creative with how they dial him up. Um, so with the mix of the passing game and then how efficient they are in the run game um, and just having one of the best offenses in the league, I think Kamara – I also know Zahn's trying to get me to take McCaffrey in our other league because no, he, he knows I have the number one overall fair. pick. So I really, I really, that's not. that's really where my head's at. I, if, to be if, honest, if I was picking first, because he's changed his tune already. If I was picking first, it would, for me it would be a very difficult decision to take on McCaffrey. I absolutely though would consider. I would give him a very. So if we have the number one in the draft that we're doing this pod for, Zahn votes McCaffrey. I vote Barkley. Ian votes tomorrow. What, what do we do? We have a discussion and we come to a consensus. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> like, sure what like that I'm not budging. All right. Then, what do we do? then we'll have to take I mean, I'm not like going to like be upset. If we go with Saquon Barkley, I'm not going to I don't think any of those three like, picks. Yeah, like, I'm not like, ah, oh, wow, Saquon. Slap my so, knee and not be able to move on. I do have a question for you. I will though. say, like, I'm cool with going with Saquon. I have a question for you, though. Sure. You have Latavius Murray. Right. Yeah. Who is going to get? They get some care. Yeah. They, they, they going to get care. They mix right? it up. Drew Brees arms not as strong as it used to be, especially in the end zone. What happens within ten yards? Does Kamara get the ball? That's fair, right? Because That's I fair, I, I know McCaffrey and I know Saquon both are getting the ball, and especially if you look at running backs, you look at the historical data. A lot of running backs points come from within five yards or three yards of the end zone. Because those are the easiest touchdowns. Right, they just punch it in. 
That is my worry with Kamara. And by the way, we saw that last year, right? Because they had Mark Ingram, who was healthy finally. He wasn't healthy the year before that. And he had a very low floor. So if we're expending a first, the first pick of the draft, I like having a higher floor. Because I like to know that my guy is going to get me 15 points a game. If he's I feel not- like the same, the same could be said for McCaffrey being used in that. But to, to say I'm not as concerned about that, most teams that are dependent or in tune with advanced analytics don't go goal line formation. That's true. Inside the five. That is true. So it's really more personnel, whether you use Kamara or Murray inside the five. When it was Ingram, they used Ingram. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably why he's three. I mean, because there is another guy, and he has a yeah. history of being used as a in a two-headed monster in the backfield, whereas, I mean, the only reason Barkley's coming off the field is if he's tired, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably the same for McCaffrey now. Yeah. So. Did you have anything else? Yeah, so would you guys agree then it's probably Saquon and McCaffrey maybe with an edge over Kamara just because of the situation? I think probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. If we take Kamara, I'm going to be very happy with that we have Alvin Kamara. It's not a bad gift. He yeah. probably has, and it, I mean, this is silly, but because he's used less, but arguably as, right. if not more effectively, he probably has less injury. I mean, that, that's it's it's silly because it can happen. It, it only takes one play. Correct. Um, I agree with you 100%. So. And that's something we can't have actually, I would argue against my point, out of the three of them, McCaffrey definitely, he's the only back, right? So he's going to handle all the carries, right? And he's a smaller back. I don't think we can argue about that. Saquon's definitely a bigger body. So certainly from that point of view, if you look at a probability equation, he probably has the biggest risk of getting hurt, you know, on the line of scrimmage. I'm sure we can agree with that. So again, things to consider when we, if hopefully we get the first draft, the first pick of the draft. Although James yeah. probably I mean, if you bit like last year, um, based on based on a full point PPR. McCaffrey and Barkley were essentially dead even. Dead even. 358.8, 385.5. That's brilliant. And then Kamara was a little bit behind. So That's brilliant. I, I love that statistic. You know, Kamara does get to play eight games in a dome. Not that Carolina has bad weather, and that time of year in New York doesn't really either. But That's a good point. You know, Freeze plays better in the dome. So, so. so can I just uh... – Segway here, my, my question will be for our listeners who are not playing PPR leagues, would you guys start – would you agree that run, the top four or five running backs are still more valuable than the top few receivers in a non-PPR league? Well, that's – I wanted to ask, that was my follow-up question, is at what point do you start looking at the running backs? Or is there a running back in the top so ten? The reason – not to cut you off, but I know where you're going. So, like, if you look at the projections, the reason why – Around five running backs is where you start to see wide receivers get put in the mix. Is the projections for these guys? David Johnson at five is projected to get 304. The next guy is Le'Veon at six. 21 points less, 20 points yeah. less, which over a span of a regular season, um, you know, is only we're talking about what one and a half points per game, mm-hmm. essentially. Much, yeah. But that's a significant – so there's like a 20-point drop-off, whereas the five guys above that 
30, 40 points are in there below own. six yes. to eight. So, and then you really start to see, you know, eight, nine, Connor, Cook. I want to so, get I mean, to this. I mean, you just quick. get to the names, right? I want to get to this. Gurley, who's hurt. Yeah. Mixon, Connor, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. Like, do those, those don't. Do those fit with the top three guys yeah. we just talked about? No, no, you're right. And here's my my next sec. I want to ask this question: Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. What? Where does he go in drafts? Because this to me is so fascinating. And it came out today that they think a contract will be done. Do they? So, okay. so I think a contract will be done. Uh, say a contract is not done before our fantasy draft. I'm not touching him until about the fourth round. Because I completely the, disagree. So those first few picks for me are way too, especially get look at the Le'Veon situation last year. You went second and first in a lot of leagues. I think you have to be very careful, you know, because these situations are so flammable. If you can find s- similar value and go with the thing that's correct, be sure. like I, I like floor. I'm a floor fantasy player. I like that. You know, I can I can predict some sort of floor. Now, if it, if he drops really to the third round, realistically, I would have to consider it. Because to me, if you're a believer that the mid rounds is where you win, if you have the eighth pick and the top running backs are gone and the top two or three wideouts are gone, and you're deciding between Joe Mixon and Ezekiel Elliott, I think you're a fool for taking Joe Mixon. I would disagree because with we already are getting reports that he's probably going to get a contract done. Um, he saw how that went for Le'Veon, which I don't successful. think it went very well. Um, they've made a contract offer, so I mean, these are things that we know. Not to compare it to the Le'Veon situation, it's not apples to apples, but I mean, the guy, he is their offense. So if he's even if he misses the first two games, he's. Floor and ceiling well above Joe Mixon. And if you're coming from that standpoint, your first-round pick could go blow his knee anyway. Yes, I so, I mean, like, I'm just saying, if we're at eight and it's Mixon or Zeke, I'm voting for Zeke. That's so fair. So that is up to Ian. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, again, and that's why everyone's process is different, right? Like, I've been burned when I've tried to – you know, when I when I try to consider a best case scenario, I think the deal's gonna get done though here. So I then, then I would, then I would absolutely take. Zeke. I would take Zeke. I think as well. I'd have to go. He's so he's definitely in that upper echelon. He's not as oh, good no a receiver, but he gets way more. I'm looking at the wide receivers, and I read a little bit on Houston's offense and how how inefficient O'Brien is at play calling at times. I know Hopkins is the number one guy. He was last year. Am I crazy or do you he guys only think beat out Devontae by four points? Okay, I'm cra- I was gonna say, am I crazy in thinking that look, there's like Devontae is a good option. I'm super high on Odell this year. Mm. Um, just because if he can stay healthy, playing with Baker, I think that offense is gonna be a bit better. Yeah. So I mean, I- I'm really high on Odell. Is there a receiver in your mind, Azan, that Sticks out that you would want one more than the other at the top. So, I'm a big Julio Jones guy, especially in terms of fantasy. The only worry is, well, last year, what was the name of the of Atlanta's offensive coordinator? Um, Steve Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian, right? Like, Sarkeesian was kryptonite for Julio. Now, they're not replacing him with – Let me tell you who they're getting. They're not replacing him with Tony Stark. One of the the problems is is that they're replacing him with Dirk Cutter, who – 
yeah. an extremely inefficient red zone, red zone offense in Tampa. Um, and for some reason, he's going back. Sure. So uh, if he's calling your plays, I'm a little frightened. If you're Atlanta as a Bucs fan, good luck. Hopefully we can take care of you guys twice a year. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I think Odell would just because there's so many guys that defenses are going to have to look yeah. at that Odell no longer is the focus. And he had Eli, I think, for oh. I mean, he had Eli, right, for his entire career. I think he's what behind Antonio Brown, ranked second in points per game yep. since entering the league or since his rookie year. I'm, I've, I mean, it, obviously, health is a huge part of this, but if he stays healthy, right. I feel like he can be. So, great. what I try, what I tend to do, um, when I take something like an Odell who does have a bit of an injury record is I look at my, say that's our second pick, right? Say we get, uh, say we get five, say seven and 13. Okay. Say somehow Odell falls to 13. You know, I, I usually would pair that with someone who's known to be healthy. Right. If I've taken a running back who does have an injury history, I tend to stay away, especially my first two picks. Cause I want to try and get, again, like I said, I'm a floor oriented drafter. So I want to try and get, as high a floor because to James's point, there's very little volatility in the first 10, 15 players, right? The, the, the production levels aren't that dissimilar. Yes, there is a drop off in the running back spot, but I think in the receiver spot, um, I think someone like a Julio, I think someone like a, a Tyreek Hill with Mahomes throwing to him. Um, then you obviously you have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, uh, Keenan Allen. I mean, there, there's a lot of depth in the receiving. So I've had a lot of success uh, not being too – uh, aggressive with my receiving picks, which is why I like Julio. I think his physical attributes give him an incredible floor, especially in a, one, in a PPR league because he has plenty of receptions. Um, and it, I don't believe a player that talented can have as bad a year in the end zone as he had last year. Surely he's been working on it with right. Matt Ryan. Yeah. What's yeah. funny is Thielen, Diggs, Cooks, Woods, I remember them. I mean, they're they're projected in this slot again. Thielen, for example, he was top seven. He was. Top, he, he had over three hundred fantasy points. Robert Woods was actually my had, guy who I would say to look at. So the Rams eleventh, sneaky eleventh in, in, in Cup, points received. Cup receivers, Woods and um, Cup Woods and Cooks, mm-hmm. Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, we're all top eleven. Yeah, all on the same team. And Diggs and Thielen also were unreal. But it's funny because like. There's not a huge distinction for them, like versus one and two. So I feel like yeah. in the ESPN they get thrown in the thirty to forties range on the the cheat sheet that everybody's using. When but they, I right. mean, you could argue they should go well before that. I agree. Well before that, I, I absolutely it's, agree. It's crazy. What would you say, Tealem, Diggs, and Cooks and Woods, second to third round? At the late, I mean, I I can't see. I mean, I could see like a Woods going later, but if they're Maybe if you're there in the third round first. and you, I mean, they should be gone. Yeah, they should 100 be gone. Uh, to to piggyback off Ian's Odell thing, um, he 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 mentioned one former Buck coach going one place, Todd but Munkin. he failed to mention another. Todd Munkin, who is going to call an offense Which, for that team. The no, I didn't write down the specific numbers, but Odell. Deep ball because of Eli. That was one of the things that was holding him back. Yeah. You mentioned that he's second behind AB since he got in the league. You replace that with Baker and Munkin. If he stays healthy, 
I mean, I was listening to Matt Barry. He could be the best Matt. player in the league. Correct. He he could have one of the greatest fantasy seasons ever. Doesn't yeah. He? Because there's also – he has weapons around him. He's not the only thing. People, you can't just focus on him. So Agreed. Again, I mean, those top five receivers, I don't think you can go wrong. There's Odell's probably five because he has the most injury history yep. of the five. Th- that's I a mean, problem, that's, right? Like that's You have to pair him with guys who are traditionally – Healthy or stay healthy, stay on stay on the field. Yeah, but I mean, as far as targets, DeAndre, Devontae, and Julio are by far their team's number one wideout. And they yeah, have- Devontae would be really interesting for me too with Matt Lafleur coming in and mm-hmm. changing their offense. I I think he's he could have a big season. No, I mean I he's big season. He, I mean Aaron he, loves he, he, he loves throwing the ball to him. So and he gets touchdowns. Yeah, he they does. Loves he throwing to him. Rodgers creates a lot of space and time in the red zone, and that's his guy. I mean, he has he has the most receiving touchdowns since he's come in the league. Also, yeah. he's, when which, he gets which severely helps his fantasy draft stock. Yeah, when he gets the ball and he's in the open field, he's he's absurd. He really is absurd. He's shifty. Yeah, he is. Quarterbacks. Um, I have that on my notes. When 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 should you really take a quarterback? I said sixth round. Is that just purely arbitrary? Yeah, I mean, I don't we have to talk about the <laughs> quarterback? Because if, if it's Mahomes, I think you could make the argument that you should you shouldn't put him in the same because again, the weapons he has, right? Yeah. I'm saying he's greatest quarterback. The all weapons time. and the play calling. The weapons, the play calling, the system. Should you consider him more than a traditional fantasy quarterback? <laughs> again, I know there's a perception if you go early in a quarterback, and I agree especially if you go too early, um, as I've heard some people in our league like to do. Um, I, Pops, I know Pops takes a quarterback <laughs> in the second round yeah. um, a couple I, years ago. That, 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 that is absolutely not what I'm suggesting. But no. what I would say is if you look at Mahomes' production last year, it shouldn't it shouldn't diminish that much compared to last year. Although he did lose Kareem Hunt, who was a great player. Um, but he, you know, he still has Kelsey, who's arguably the best tight end in the league now that Gronk's out there. Um, you know, he has Tyreek Hill, who – uh, is is you know is a ninety yard touchdown at any point in the game, um, and he has some really good receivers. So how would you how would you evaluate him? Mahomes. Yes. I I I don't think you can bank on him having the same exact year. Bank on. I, I'm not here to say he's not. Like I'm not I'm not going to be a hot take factory right now, but. If you look at last year, even if even if you did a redraft, yep, he would be as far as positional one versus two biggest gap. But even with that gap, mm. you got to imagine if like hindsight's twenty twenty, and people are picking, having like a, a good idea of what he was going to do that year. Matt Ryan, 60, 60 points behind him, 60 over 13 games in the regular season. Sure. You're looking at four or five points per game. Okay. Yeah. Which, again, for other positions, that's that's massive. But is that worth – like you could get Matt Ryan in the 10th, 11th, 12th round, right? I mean, that's, that's being realistic. That is. You have ESPN. They do um, – one of the guys, I think it's Mike Clay – your his like ultimate draft like if it was if it was to go perfectly, he's taking 
straight up wide receivers and running backs for the first five rounds. Which doesn't even have- think about anything else. Then goes tight end, which yeah. is probably our next conversation, um, similar to the QB conversation. Um, and then he goes wide out running backs again for another three rounds. And in 10, he's saying Cam or Big Ben. So he's not even t- thinking about taking QB until 10. And in my experience, I haven't won in a few years. But you can get Matt Ryan, maybe not this year. Ben Roethlisberger. But you can get Big Ben. You can get Phillip Rivers. Tom Brady this year. You probably. can get Drew Brees. People just go for the the sexy picks. Well, you can get you those guys, guys late, and they pretty much put up the let same. Let me ask production. you guys this. I'll, I'll, what, let me ask you this real quick. Um, what quarterback are you out on as far as what, which one of these guys in the top twenty that you're looking at? You top twenty. I'm just saying top fifteen. Let's go twelve. Let's go tier one. Tier one quotes. 12, you know, we have a 10 team, 12 team league. So, like, that's you got to have 12 QB ones. Yeah. And then we can look, you know, through 24 because I sure. some. Sure. So, like, one, you got Mahomes, Watson, Ryan, Rodgers, Mayfield, Wentz. So, like, I mean, those top five guys, six guys, you probably, that's probably not who we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, as far as who you want to make sure you get in this tier one, which I'm surprised. So you have Newton before he got hurt, Andrew Luck. You have Newton before Jack, Andrew Luck? No. Drew Brees, Roethlisberger, Wilson. I'm not a big so fan So that, that 7 through 12. And then Kyler Murray is 13. There's some that's very head scratching. That's a curveball. Because Goff's 14, who put up silly numbers last year. And I'm pretty sure he's in a – is he in a contract year? I think he, he is, is, yes. Yeah. Brady – Brady is someone that I would – He's probably very reliable, but he's not – I had Brady last year not great. So The problem with that is the Patriots are running the ball a lot. They run the ball a lot. He's getting older. He's he's not as good through the first 10 weeks of the season, and maybe you could argue towards the end of the season he starts to ramp things up. But they're going to pound the rock, I think, a lot this year. So the only place I disagree with you, just look at our lineup last year. Gronk wasn't – a viable option in the red zone. Your options are better. Edelman was out for four games. He's back. Edelman was out for four games. And right? if Gordon stays healthy, then yeah. we didn't have Gordon for like seven or eight games. You have a, a we lot only of had guys. Four games. So my point is, this is going to be a very different year for Brady than it was last year. I completely agree with you. Last year they were pounding the rock, and I still think they'll pound the rock. But what, what an interesting thing last year was Tony Michelle was a number one option in terms of getting touchdowns. Yeah. I think that this year it will be more balanced but because we do have Nikhil Harry. Uh, we do have a couple other receivers who seem like they could have a good year. I'm not saying Tom Brady's that tier one fantasy quarterback. He never has been really. That's not really the way he plays football. But I think certainly if he falls to, as you were saying, what was it, 15? 15th best QB. I would take him over Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff. No. I mean, I, I do think they're going to run the ball a lot. And that's that's a trend that they've gone, and it works for them. But he's just not – I mean, so purely if you're going off of how many passes he's going to make versus other quarterbacks, you're already limited with that. So, like, I wouldn't take him as your number one guy. I agree. But you certainly – I mean, yeah, like, that's, again, something where if you pick running backs and wideouts for your first eight rounds, then you can take – you know, quarterback, your second quarterback sooner than other other guys would. would you, Brady's definitely not a bad backup, especially right. if he's playing certain opponents 
where New England just dominates them. You right. know, I mean, he and he's he, definitely as a as a QB two. He's someone you, you could definitely pick some weeks over your QB one. As far as having your thoroughbred guy where you play him every week, like in Mahomes, that's those days are gone. And I will add, the Patriots have one of the easiest uh, schedules in the league this year. It does help. That's that big. That's big. Let's take a quick break. Talk tight ends, middle of the draft, end of the draft strategy coming up next. So before we get into tight ends, um, let's talk about some QBs you want to avoid. Anyone – in particular, you have Dak Prescott. Good yeah, call. I'm 100 on that. Yeah, no. So people are going to follow the projection. I can't believe he's not. I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah. he didn't take the 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> like his his stats are so bad. Like I think he was the worst red zone quarterback in the NFL this past season with the beasts that he has on his on his offensive line plus Zeke. Their weapons and Amari Cooper for half the year. Weren't, yeah, I, I just. That to me is wild. So, Derek hey, Carr, so, not, so to read the ESPN outlook, he's finished sixth, eleventh, and tenth in each of his three seasons in fantasy points for quarterbacks. Third in completion percentage, and has thrown at least twenty-two touchdowns and rushed for six each year. So, I mean, as a QB two. That's that doesn't act. I just don't know if you can predict those games, and it's funny because they're they're alluding to Michael Gallup, Jason Witten, and Rand- Randall Cobb as positives. That's ugly. Which, as a Packers fan, I love Randall Cobb, but he has been a shell for a while. And Jason Witten spent last year in the booth. booth. So he's going to be worse than again. If he has Zeke and he has that offensive line, that certainly helps. I just, I mean, nine is nine is crazy. I don't me. love it. But he did – I mean, he did have the same amount of points as um, Cousins and Rivers last year. Um, he had, Cousins he, he had, he had more year. than Brady. He had well more than Jameis. What about so, – uh, Way above Derek Carr. So, I mean, I guess – I mean, if he's your second QB, that's not bad. I just – I can't believe he's eight. I, I, so, I would say avoid him as QB1 specifically. Definitely. I, I definitely um, agree. I, let, let me throw in another one that might surprise you guys. I think Russell Wilson is the one to avoid this year. I don't think that's all that surprising. The The Seahawks are one of the most run-heavy teams in all of football. Um, Russell Wilson isn't running as much as he used to either. He doesn't do that as much anymore. And His number one option retired. Yeah, and I just, from a weapon standpoint, I think there's some lagging on that front. So I, I'm actually on board with you there. The only bull case I can think of is who, uh, DK Metcalf just has an absurd season, and Russell just throws him. Long balls, you know, when you have a couple of long touchdowns, but I, I, can't, I don't think you can bank on that at all. Maybe, maybe a deep QB two, right? At, at, that would be my valuation. What's crazy more. is he still threw for thirty-five touchdowns, and they were the one, one of the most rubbing, run head, run he threw the ball one hundred and forty less times than Jared Goff, and had three more touchdowns and five less picks. He made fun of him, but he's good. He's a great quarterback. I look. Wild stats right there. But one thing we can't avoid the, the yards. Is, the yards were very low. What we can't avoid that Baldwin's gone now, right? Like we can't. We that, that no, is a big. But I mean, I just personally, I I couldn't see myself taking Kyler Murray, Murray over, over Russell, Russell Wilson. Not yet. No, I mean, 
And you're probably they're, they're going to air it out. You'll they're probably have the guy who because what's funny is he was kind of like Mahomes. 2017, Russell actually was number one QB by 49 points. No, he's incredible. He's an incredible quarterback. But last year's when they switched to run heavy. Yeah. Um. So no, I mean, someone's probably going to reach on him, but I would not be upset if he's on like QB two and I'm, I'm playing him five or six times. Definitely. So here, I have another name for you guys: Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, obviously, injury checkered. Uh, when, even when he played for the Pats, when Brady was suspended those four games. Garoppolo got hurt in the second game, and then he comes in for San Francisco, plays five games, which is, you know, you expect somebody to be healthy for five games, and plays his first full season with them, and down he goes on a really stupid play. Um, so health-wise, I think there's a worry, and not to mention it seems like, just looking at it again, we shouldn't evaluate preseason, but I feel like if you're starting quarterbacks having trouble in preseason, I think that's a fair evaluation. Um, I would, I'm not as down on him as, I, as you would as you are, um, I think there's some concerns, but Shanahan knows how to call a really good offensive game, yep. and I think he's going to put them in a good position to succeed. Um, they still had a pretty efficient offense considering what they were working with last year. So getting him back in, I mean, yeah, preseason, that, that first preseason game. Was I might have said this to so. Ian. Weeks 12 to the end of the season, who do you think the number one fantasy quarterback was? Josh Allen. Is that it? Yes. Wow. No, he's, not, he's another really good young not, I mean, he, he threw more picks and touchdowns on the season. It's purely because of his rushing Rushing stats. touchdown, yeah. It, yeah, um, run the ball. So, again, in a, D, a team with – maybe you think about him as QB2 if you have 12 teams. Um, ESPN has him as 23. But, you know, if his passing improves and they make him run the ball – I mean, he's a better option than Mariota, who's a similar, you know, fact. I wouldn't be out on Jameis as a QB, too. I know I'm a Bucs fan, but I think Arians, the quarterback whisperer, will have yeah. a chance to get rid of some of those interceptions that he's throwing or minimize it at least. Tons of weapons, O.J. Howard, Chris Godwin. No, Chris he's got weapons. They're, and they're, he's he's a talented Evans. guy. He has potential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he needs to get his mind right. I think Bruce Arians can help him with that. Yeah, I agree. That could be. That's definitely a sneaky QB. He's finally done. He's finally. What do you guys? I like taking three, to be honest, because I, I know fools. I mean, I just remember last year seeing guys starting. Not only is it going good up to, against a team that starts Marcus Mariota. Not only is it good to have three, <laughs> just to have like a, a, sec, a third guy in your back pocket, but it also could be a good trading piece. So. Yeah. No, I'm as I'm, long as you're in a league with reasonable people. But sure. Usually, you're not. That's so, I, I completely agree with you because I feel like when I look at my bench, usually after a draft, I'm usually pick one or two guys who are, I really know are not going to be on my team, you know, because it got deep, right? You're just reaching on guys. Instead of that, would you rather get a third quarterback to solidify? Because if you pick three, you're going to have your one. Right? And it's one less that a, a, someone a, else a person that right. you're going up against. Yeah, someone you're, yeah no, you're taking so, away from somebody. So I, I like that idea. I think we should incorporate that. Absolutely. The tight ends are interesting. Um, you really have the three guys at the top. It's Kill, Kelsey, and Ertz, right? And then after that, there's a pretty significant drop-off. Yep. So last year, Kelsey finished with 294, Ertz 280, Kittle 258, which were three of the best seasons 
we've ever seen at the position. Whew. Excuse me. And then number four was actually Jared Cook, 193. Right, right um, he, he really wasn't that – I mean, he was, but he was. I mean, he was. He I was all. He's on the Raiders now. He, um, no? he's, he's actually now with Drew Brees. Yep. Oh, he is. So okay. He was a Raider. So he's a six-six. I hear a lot actually, of talk about Drew. McDonald and JUCO, but I mean, if we're being realistic, no. Like last year, I was shuffling between they have, guys like they Austin Hooper and Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Rudolph. I mean, you only play one tight end. So he's a former college receiver. He's 6'6", 255. Jared Cook, 6'6", 255, runs a 4'4", former college receiver. And Sean Payton has this guy? Yes. Wow. He's 32 years old. But, I mean, he does have one. He was on the other end of one of the best throws we've seen in a long time as a Packer. He's, he's really the only tight end that has any, any success in Green Bay since Jermichael Finley got hurt in uh, 2014, which is wild considering who the quarterback is. But, no, I mean, you plug him in with with New Orleans, that's – Again – So, that's – I mean, that's the thing. Hunter Henry was really good before he got hurt. Yeah, I'm high on him. And then I'm also – I mean, I don't mean to go back to the Bucks thing. I'm also – I think there's definitely a Howard. place where Howard could be – Good again, big guy, 6'5", 250, 4, 5, 40. I mean, so the so let's say we're defenses are going to have a lot to worry about with the box with Evans, Godwin. Um, I mean, let's, just let's say we're guys, in round three. So. Let's say we're in round three because the top 30 PPR does have Kittle and Ertz at 29 and 30. Um, it has Kelsey at 15. What would it? I mean, are you? Would you guys be completely opposed to a tight end in round three, depending on who we got? Does it purely depend on who we got in one and two, or are you thinking more get as many running backs and wideouts before you even at, at least four or five of those guys before you think tight end? So I would probably, knowing the schism between I, three and I, four, no. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like you said, I think there's going to be a couple other options outside of those three guys. I like Hunter Henry and I like OJ Howard. I'd be happy Jared with Cook. either one of those guys or Jared Cook. I mean, I'd be happy with any Delaney of Walker, guys. maybe? No, because I don't. And he's, he's yeah, Mariota is. I just don't uh, yeah, don't trust the offense and I don't trust him. So, so my thing would be first of all, it really depends on how the draft is going, right? Like if you, if the three are gone by the third round. Then I think you probably take a wide receiver running back. But if if you get one of those three in the third, especially in the mid to late third, I wouldn't round, even consider anybody other than them in the correct. third. And I would still not. I mean, I I'd want to think long and hard about. I think Kelsey's the one. If he's healthy, he's the lock, lock, lock of the three. I think you can throw Kittle in there just because he was insane last year, and and in, I think he's going to be. Some of that could be from. They were not that important. Like they weren't by that, but option. not pretty much every other skill guy, including quarterback, got hurt except him. So yeah. he was like the only a constant for the for the quarterback and the coaches. Yeah. Right. Not to say I mean I'm not saying huge drop off, but we would need to think long and hard about taking him over possibly waiting four rounds. Yeah. For an, o, an OJ Howard or, yeah. or uh, a Jared Cook. It's an interesting wouldn't. combo, though, because 
the numbers do back up. Like the last three years, the top three tight ends score sixty percent above the average for the position. Yeah. So it has to be a blue chipper, or you, you wait. You have to wait, and then I'd much rather have a wide receiver running back. But um, I, I agree with Ian. I picked OJ Howard pretty late last year. I think I got him like the twelfth round, um, and he was one of the reasons he's why he's not I'm, going that late this no, year. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, with tight end, it's not one of the positions that everyone knows a lot about. So there is opportunity for value. I agree. It's probably not going to be the value yet from the top three. But for a viable tight end, you could, you know, you could wait. There's, there's no, you don't have to go early on the tight end. You, you should if you have the option for these three guys. Otherwise, you can wait and, you know, see how. For example, goes. it looks like they're gonna go by round three. Maybe they sneak into four, but probably round three. The guys who are in that tier who likely fall receivers wise in the three to four range are Thielen, Allen. Amari, Stefan Diggs, and T.Y. Hilton, and then the three Rams receivers. Mm-hmm. How many of those guys – again, it depends, uh, but let's assume you have an RB and a wide out, one and two. If we're in three and it's those names versus a Kittle and an Ertz because Kelsey's probably gone, yeah. where would you guys lean? Over uh, a Viking receiver, a Ram receiver, or Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton? I'd probably want to take one of the Amari, T.Y., uh, and uh, um, who else do you mention? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Amari yeah, Keenan. I think Keenan Allen. Rams probably. receiver? Because the Rams, I'm, I'm high on like a Robert Woods type of guy. I don't know if I'm high on him on the third round, though. No. So this has him so, round five. Too, this, too early. This, this has, again, gone. this is this no, 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 yeah, my bad. My this bad. is the That's three only. Rams receivers should go in the fifth round. Yeah. Like, solid. Yeah, so you can reach. He's a good middle of the round guy. Yeah, no, I went too early. Which is uh, funny because all put up silly numbers. Yeah, but again, they're not. They're limited in the sense that they have so many weapons on that team, right? Like situation. Does I mean, that team I mean, throw even more than they did last year? Yes, Which team. The Rams. I'd say you say yes. I believe they did. Yeah, and they're very effective with play action. I'm saying this year, do they throw even more? You're I early, think. Early I mean, the trend. Happy. The trend is moving in that way, so I would imagine. Well, so certain just, teams are going the opposite way. Patriots, Seahawks. Yep. But they still, but they still run, but they still pass the ball a lot. And when they do pass the ball, it's effective. When they do run the ball, it's also efficient. So I mean, like it's. But the Rams' wrong. most effective play, right, is play action. Play action, which yes, is it built is built off of either the appearance it's of a run, run game or an actual successful right. run yeah, game. Yeah, actually, yeah, right. So they kind of need both, but. If if they're trying to limit Gurley, middle of the round, who gets it? Who gets it? If say Gurley's stock goes down, who gets the extra responsibility? Is it Cup? Is it Woods? Is it Everett? Like well, who, we saw CJ Anderson that's do what I'm well. So, Dude, here's I mean, the thing about, that's, that's why I don't know if they'll they'll throw it more. They'll probably shoot no. for the same. I mean, CJ Anderson came in when, when was effective. Yeah. So I remember seeing something on Twitter said you could find, or I think I heard. It was what Bomani Jones said you can find a running back at Home Depot. Like, I mean, you can find you can. running yeah. backs That's true. anywhere. It Warren, Sharp, Warren Sharp was showing a video of a dude, and I think he plays for the Bills, who was a rugby player last year, and he was scooting. Yeah. Scooting in the preseason. Actually, so, rugby, I mean, rugby players become good running backs, actually. I'm just, it's more so just the point that I think there's a lot of running backs. They're yeah. paying yeah. that guy the league minimum. 
Not sure. And so, barely is getting 60. Um, I don't want to. Which is why it doesn't make a lot don't of sense. Don't mean to move, move too quickly here. I don't want to go round by round or pick no. pick. I want to go to you, like middle of the round guys, end around guys that you think are important or would be a good selection since I'm just going to go ahead and fold my argument. That's probably the most important part of your draft. You folded. I really? folded quickly, yeah. We were ready to go. Yeah, I wasn't. So. Why is that? <laughs> From the, you know, based on what on our conversation made you feel that way? Just because the variance between the top guys isn't that much and – you get the hidden gems towards the middle, middle rounds and end of the pack. So I mean, I think that was so pretty stand, pretty clear for me at least. So here's my argument, which is pretty hard to argue with. <laughs> when you talk about statistical variance, right? Like look at blue chip stocks, right? If you compare blue chip stocks, stuff that everyone knows about, the statistical variance is much lower than where you talk about small companies that people don't know about, where you can actually find a lot more value. The same sure. applies for when you look for town and fo- fancy football because really it's kind of like a football, the real football draft where most of the guys in the lower rounds are not going to be major contributors to your team. So if you do find ones that are, their variance over the benchmark is much higher. And that's where you can seriously differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. Yep. Whereas with the top guys, the variance is very low. If you go... Saquon over, over uh, say, Gurley was healthy. Saquon or Gurley, they're putting up similar numbers if they stay healthy. No, that's what I said just now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So the variance is, is really the argument. You should explain. You're, okay. I'm just, I'm just going statistical. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Paint the picture. I like it. Who are – I've always had this where there's there's teams I just complete. I, I don't draft a single player from that team. You can't get me to do it no matter what, no matter what I read guy who's a potential breakout star. I just refuse to take players from certain teams. Jacks. Who are the first that come up come up for you guys? Like teams, the Jacks. Offenses that you just refuse to touch. The Jags. You know what I'm worried about this year, which is a little more hot takey than yours? The Raiders. I, I'm no, I'm super it's so funny because I saw Lewis Riddick on ESPN saying the Raiders are coming. And I was almost I like so I, in in reading in preparation for this, almost every single position slash article somehow a guy on the Raiders. I don't understand. Brought, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, super high. Matt Barry is high on him. Josh Jacobs um, was mentioned. You have here. You you have ideal draft taking either Antonio or Tyreek in round two, and then either Cooper. The There's a few things here, but, too. We don't know if John Gruden can coach. We haven't seen him coach a football team in over a decade. Correct. Derek Carr, we don't That's know if word. he's actually good. He's my That's my second thing. My third thing, I think Tom, Tom Cable is their offensive line coach. He hasn't had a pass, uh, pass protection offensive line rank higher than 20 in the last 12 <laughs> seasons. That's brutal. 20 to, like, 31. So you for wonder me, how he's allowed to job? It's about who you know. Um, so for me, yeah, that's super confusing. And uh, maybe I'm just missing something here or we're missing something, but I'm, I'm not high on the Raiders. It also says AB has one of the toughest schedules for wide yep. um, And he's not getting any younger. And he has a foot issue that it is like, like look, 30, look, he's 31, he doesn't 32. love the helmet. And, and he's a problem, you know, let's be honest. He's a locker room problem. So when you put Gruden and AB in the same room, this is going to be interesting. Okay, so, so I had Titans, Jets, Redskins. 
In the past, it's been Browns. That's not the case You anymore. won't take Sam Darnold? And I'd probably add Bengals. There's so many guys. Darnold. I like Mixon. I can't add the Bengals. But they need to, though, they feed him too much. Because I remember I read, the, read a little bit on the Bengals. Is he's very good on first down. I, I, I just don't they go. Him. They go to him anybody. too often. And he's going to get worn down. And he does. It's getting, that is true. It, it, it's good. He'll have, he'll have great plays. He'll be a good back for them, but I think he's going to get a lot of carries, and then he'll have situations Someone where will reach he's him. running on second and long and third. Like I just think they they feed him too much. So. I, I so I've had him two years running. He's been good, um, but you're right. He Someone's going to does, he does tail him. off towards the end of the season, and I've had that issue with him where I can't trust him in the last few games because he gets he gets really gassed. Because to your point, he's not the biggest back, and he has to do big back level production. Awesome. So let's uh, wrap this up. Kickers. Kickers. This actually, yeah. So this this guy says you shouldn't. Kickers defense shouldn't even consider till round fourteen. I agree. We don't have to get into that. Uh, But it's funny because in my, I'll be tempted in like eleven or twelve if I feel like I've had a good draft, just to have like you know a lock. Because sometimes, I mean, there you can then, put up crazy numbers then, sometimes. Screw up, screw up everybody you else's have, head. You can have 30-plus from your D and kicker. Come no, on, you can. Which and can and basically then, win yeah. you a game. But That's true. And then you screw up everybody but, but else. But do you, do you, you keep the same kicker and keep the same defense throughout the year? I don't. Kicker, so, I try to. Yeah, kicker, I try. I, I try to get a guy on a team. I mean, if you, like, so see, a, if you see a trend, because oftentimes you will have – the top kicker not even get drafted because he's not one of the big names or he's yeah. not on one of the best offenses. And then, like I think last year might have been Gould on the Niners because yep. you know Rob, Garoppolo got hurt and they're kicking a lot of field goals. So, but that I mean that would just lend itself to defense. I, I definitely like shuffle depending on on who they're playing. At least that's how I've done yeah. it in the past. How's this for a strategy? You find the team that has the worst red zone offense in the league and draft a kicker based on that. Instead of drafting a kicker based on, you know, the who's the Ravens kicker in Tucker? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I Which is good because they struggled a bit with Lamar Jackson and yeah. I mean he's still only gonna be a kid, twenty two years old. Um, he's an interesting uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's sharp sharp sharp's high on Jackson. I'm I'm skeptical. So um, Yeah, so I, I mean if you if you looked at teams with bad red zone offenses I don't think you can go wrong with one of their. There's one, one wide out late, late round that we should take a flyer on. Josh Gordon. I'm gonna go Nikhil Harry. Or Nikhil Harry. I mean, I'm cool. So you guys are picking wide outs from. I just went top, top of the and head. Josh Gordon's probably not going to fall that far because some fool like some you is probably gonna take him. Yeah, you know it's not me. James knows this. I'm, I'm saying oh, someone, someone younger. I mean, he went Nikhil Harry. I haven't read that anywhere. What team is Hollywood Brown? I don't think anybody has any idea. Who drafted Hollywood Brown? No idea. He's not. Uh, was so, it the Ravens? Some popular names are DJ Moore, Christian Kirk. I think the Ravens did. Dante Pettis. Actually, yeah, it was like super efficient for the Niners. Uh, Valdez Scantlin apparently might fight and get was, num- number he, two he reps for the Packers. Here. Um, and James Washington for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, that's James Washington. People are raving about Doesn't him. Washington play multiple positions? Or am I thinking about somebody else? You're thinking of somebody else. Gotcha. Oh, same. But, I'm I mean, same. this does have – so just, you know, 
Marquise Brown is Hollywood Brown. So Azan mentioned and Ian mentioned guys who, based on this, would go rounds 11 to 12. Yeah. And then James Washington and Valdez Scanlon that I also mentioned. So that's where you're going to get one of those guys. And that's yeah. your flex slash, depending on bye weeks, how that looks. Wide receiver, too, potentially. Does Edelman fall into the eights and the nines? Absolutely not. Does somebody reach out? He actually has. So Edelman has one of the easiest schedules. That's that's going to go earlier. That's contingent on the slot slot nickel corners that they're playing. Apparently, Uh, he's he's round five, round six at the latest. But because of his big name, I would I would imagine teams are taking. What about Tate, who's got a four game suspension? Do Do you take him and hold on? Because he's gonna fall. I don't. I don't. We're not. We're not doing that. I'm not big on. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what but, if he um, fell to twelve? I'd still rather have one of these exciting guys. I mean, because yeah. he did not look good in Philly. No. The Giants are a mess, and you have all these other guys. You had my counter though. Because that's four. You got to get into the playoffs. Yes. You have to get in the playoffs. If a guy's missing one third of your fantasy football regular season, as your twelfth round pick, you really got to justify it. As your twelfth round pick, which is probably somebody you're probably never going to play anyway. So why not take someone who is at least going to be around for the whole? But my point is, and plays for a better team. I mean, you got James Washington, who could be the second guy on a team that throws the ball six hundred times. Yeah, they throw the ball a lot. Valdez Scantling could be Rogers' number two. That sounds a hell of a lot better to me than Eli Manning's number one. I don't know if it's going to be Eli Manning. Okay, rookie quarterback playing in the NFC. Daniel East. Jones. Good luck. Good arm. Good arm. Was <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, I, I look, you know, and kind of, you just mentioned Uncle, Nikhil Harry. Uncle Rico had a good arm too, but he couldn't. He didn't get the play. Nikhil <laughs> Harry or Golden Tate. Because that's what you're probably looking at. I'm playing devil advocate. You're probably I'm looking not, at I'm that. not saying we should take it. I'm, well, I'm, I'm playing now devil advocate. Now the devil has to decide. Okay, so my point it's is the he the has, a summer, he has a summer to learn the playbook, which he didn't have last year. He got traded midseason. That never, that's never great for receivers, historically. He He's a, a veteran receiver. Who, who, who has been very good in this league. With, with a, not the greatest quarterbacks. Right? I'm just saying. He played with Russell and Stafford. And, Stafford and, and under Russell, he had his most success with Russell when they were jump ball junkies. So, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I love your. I just think twelve. I'm, I'm seeing seven guys. I'm taking in round twelve before it. But the assumption is they fall to twelve as well, right? I mean, there's only so many guys. I'm taking a third QB before Golden Tate in round twelve. Okay. That's fair. I'm not. I'm not. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying there are guys like that. Like last year, I got Alshon, who was on who started the season on, on the pup list, and I I, th- I picked him up, you know, in the sixth or seventh round, and it was a good pickup. When any, he came off pup. Any uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, I'm really excited. I I, I think the NFL skill position wise has gotten better and better for the last three to four years. I think you can There's actually more passing as yep, well. More so passing, it's be more pass heavy. I and think that's the trend. I think the beauty of this league now is you can get guys in the late rounds to James, what James and I were talking about. They can really make a difference, and I love that about this league. I mean, in basketball, it's so much more regimented. I, I do like fancy basketball, but there is less. There is less of a, a you know, there is less of an upside on certain players. Like you kind of know what they're going to be, but in football, 
And this is why I think fantasy football is the best fantasy game is because you could find somebody in the 10th or 11th round. Like I put, I took Devontae Freeman three years ago and I think it was the seventh or eighth round and he was the best running back that year. So, you know, from that point of view, I, I, I'm really excited. Ian, if it comes down to you and me are voting against taking any Patriots players. I'd be open to taking the killer. Very round late. 16. Very late. That's yeah. tough. That's a tough ground. I mean, I, if he's there. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I wouldn't take You need to commit to that right now, Ian. I don't know if I can do that. We got we outnumber him. What about Sony Michelle? We're not taking any pads, players. What about Sony Michelle? You hate more than I do. We're not taking the pads. This isn't about emotions, it, It's about winning. Yeah, it is. Why emotions? This is not. This isn't typical. I would so, take Aaron Rodgers. I would take. I would take. I would take Green Bay Packer. I had Marcus Valdez Scantling. Uh, that's an that's an offensive oh, minded coach. Stop. Stop it, James. Stop. What are you talking about? Stop it. You're Sony Michelle is the only one. Ian James White in a PPR league. Blood pack. What? James White in a PPR league. Blood pack, Ian. I can't. You're gonna root for the Patsian. Oh God! It went from so we won. Oh, we got a minute and a half left here. Um, we went from not one, not just not drafting any Pats players to I'm now a Pats fan. This is interesting. Yeah, what? I like that. No one is saying I you have to be a Pats. That's what he's saying. Just have a good game for that play. Don't want to root for them at all. There are no points for winning a you game. You don't want to be at any week of this. Oh, you hate them where more. Now than, you're rooting for them. You hate them more than I do. So. Are you a Yankees fan? I am. Ian, connected. do not let him. You like, you like, connected. you're a Boston Ian, Celtics we're trying fan. to win. I'm so, a Boston Celtics fan. I like Paul Pierce. We are going to end the podcast here. Thank you for listening. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at least me and James, at Ian Sork, at Jimmy T10. Follow the Fox podcast yeah, okay. on Instagram. We're doing that stuff. Look for some video we're content. Marvel? We're coming up. Um, we'll go over Marvel soon. I'm not sure we're doing that tonight, but we'll do that. Go thoughts! Ian, if you...